Look, I get it. You're looking to create a business and life you love that doesn't feel like you had to sell your soul to sales and copy and marketing and email and funnels and all of that fun stuff, right? Me too. Welcome to Brianna's Home for Tea. We don't do crappy copy. We don't do spamtastic email or that filter fake front porch, bless your heart, marketing stuff. This is your show to get your cup of copy and email goodness. Have conversations with people I absolutely adore on health, wealth, relationships, and more. And walk away with strategies, tips, and tactics to implement today to become the person meant to plan, build, and design the business, life, and home of your dreams. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm here with a cup of tea in one hand and an invite to you in the other to come in and fill your cup. I believe everyone should feel like home in your business. Everything you need to become your best copywriter is underneath your nose. Email is like the world's best tea party. (laughs) And conversations always, always, always come before conversions, every time. So welcome to my wonderland. If you're getting curiouser and curiouser, my tea kettle is on. Let's get into the show. Hey there, and welcome to Brianna's Home for Tea, the podcast where we talk about email marketing and sales and other wonderful conversations to help you be the best version of you. I have a very special guest today. Um, I met this amazing man in April of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy how time's gone. Um, and he has been such an inspiration in my life. He always shows up with a smile and um, tells me to be amazing, which is awesome. I do. Um, wake up and be amazing. So I am here to introduce my friend and father and husband and amazing entrepreneur, Trainer Dane. Hello, Brianna. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. There you go. <laughs> every day we should wake up and be amazing. And for those that follow me on Facebook, that's the very first post every single day. Wake up and be amazing. It's just about a mindset. All about positivity for me. I want to be the positivity expert. That's what I want to be. Positivity expert. Like that. So real quick. And then we haven't asked a question yet. So the other day I was like, do a podcast. I don't recall which one. And the guy called himself a happiness expert. I'm like, oh, I want that title. But in reality, and we're going to talk about it. Positivity is my jam because I think you can turn it into possibility. So I want to be the positivity expert. I'm not going to give you all the PhD findings and research. But how you do it, how you formulate it, how you can literally put your feet on the floor, wake up and be amazing, and know that you have the potential to turn positivity into possibility every single day. Yes. Cool. Well, we are about to get all of our daily Danish. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was my very first, that was my very first Twitter hashtag back in the day. I didn't really know what, I still don't know what I'm doing. I just pretend every single day and just go full bore. And once I started leaving i was never really truly in corporate america but having a regular kind of job i just started spewing my beliefs and i called it dane ish and so that's where it is wake up and be amazing grab your daily danish i love that my um my family calls the things that i say because i i love um what are they called figurative elements 
like the literary elements. Yeah. Hyperbole is my favorite. So overestimation and underestimation. <laughs> um, so when I say something like, oh, it took me 32.5 seconds. They're like, what? Um, so my dad calls them Brianna-isms. Oh, there you go. We were, see, we were meant to meet in Montana in April. We were just, it was meant to be. And then again, just in October, right? November, November of 2021. We struggle with dates today, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'll chalk it up to the, the Washington rain today. There you go. Sounds good. Cool. So having a regular job, what was your, I don't want to go into first yet. But what was your experience and how did it get you to your journey of being a positivity expert? So that's an interesting question. It's kind of a long journey because I've been on earth a long time, which means I haven't made all crappy decisions in my life. Right. Right. But if we come, if we go back literally to the early nineties, I was, um, I just got out of the air force. I was active duty and I came home to Texas and my dad was a physician. had just started his practice. And he said, Hey, let's go to lunch. And when I, by the time I came home, I was married. I had three kiddos. He's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you planning in your journey in life? And I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to go back to school. And he's like, okay, if you're going to go back to school, if you go to massage therapy school, I can put you to work. And I'm like, how much does that pay? And in 1991, he said $10 an hour. And I had less than 30 hours of college. I'm like, boom, I'm sold. That was way better than minimum wage. And I got up and I shook his hands like, what the heck is massage therapy? I have no idea what it is. I had no idea. Less than 10% of the American population never had a professional massage then. And he just kind of said, this is what he gave me a kind of a 10,000 foot overview. I enrolled in the community college. It was a year course. I went to day one. I came back and said, there is no way in God's green earth I'm going to be able to pass. <laughs> like, no way. I did anatomy and physiology for that first day and my eyes were super big. And he was like, Back then, just have note cards, have a ring, and just start studying, studying like a foreign language. I now have a graduate degree in exercise science. But to be honest with you, my dad kind of put me on the path as I could watch him care for his patients as individuals and not patients for a dollar sign. Mm. And he was uber positive with them. I mean, he never, he wasn't a pediatrician, but he always had a magic trick in his pocket if you had a kid or there was always something and his waiting was always way behind. And I was his manager and I'd knock on his door and I'd say, Dr. Boyle, the waiting room's full. Can we hurry it up? No, okay, sure, no problem. Tap me on the shoulder and he'd go back and do whatever the heck he wanted to do because he was going to give you the time. And so what I learned was that the world is about a market segment of one. It is the one person you're working with, even in a group at that time to make sure everybody knows that you care about them every single day. And now over 30 some years of a career in health and wellness and fitness, I wanted to bring a smile. And I know it's way more in the fitness world than just doing squats and pushups. If you have a positive mindset, you can overcome hardship. I guarantee it. Pain and suffering will not last forever. And then when you team up with a coach or trainer that's going to pick you up faster than you ever could by yourself and say, and look at you and hold you in the shoulders Say, I believe in you, I love you, and trust me, I'm going to be here every day and believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. I love that. Yeah, it fires me up every day, by the way. At, at four o'clock in the morning? 3.20 a.m. is when I get up, which my friends say is really in the middle of the night. That all started because I needed some Dane time, and I do personal development every day. I write it, I preach it, I believe in it, it's a mindset. 
Um, I start each day with a moment of silence, um, some prayer. Um, I lost my dad about six years ago. I talk to my dad every day and ask for guidance. I tell him I'm going to try to make him proud. He blessed me with a belief in who I was and who I am and always told me I was doing God's work. And so I tell him I'm going to go out and do that every single day. So it sounds like an ungodly time to get up, which it is, but it's just become habit now. I don't hit the snooze button. That mindset of waking up and be amazing. Every day is a great day. I preach it, but I believe it. If I said, God, today's Monday, that's going to suck. Then if I said it over and over, then every Monday is going to suck. And instead, when you hear me, it's going to be, thank God it's Monday. It's another opportunity to do amazing things every day, every Monday, every day. I love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I also love how you talked about the, the market value of one. I think that that's super important. Um, and I can, I can see me doing it with, with my kids in childcare. Yep. Um, and I think that's why, <laughs> why they loved me as much as I did. Cause I always had, even if I was in a room with like 40 kids or 30 right. kids or whatever the room size was, if they needed my attention, it was right there. For sure. I, in Dale Carnegie's book, um, How to Win Influence, How to Win Friends and Influence People, my biggest takeaway from the book is the most important thing you have is your name. And so when I call you by your first name, not a nickname, right? Not an abbreviation, which is a whole different conversation, right? Whole conversation. Then it provides you value. And so I didn't know when I left high school coaching. Really, I had don't even think I probably had read the book at the time, but I knew that connecting with people by their first name just innately for me seemed important. And now when people say I don't, I'm not very good at names. Well, first of all, I think it gives you permission not to even try, but I'm going to try. Recently, I had, and I do physical fitness and camp gladiator, so group fitness. And then I have my life coaching and they blend together, right? And I had like 30 some people out. And I had like 10 new people. And my, I told them by the end of camp, I will know your name. And I went around and I said, Brianna, thank you for being here. John, thank you for being here. Susan, thank I made one mistake. But other than that, they're like, no, that was really good. But I, it was very purposeful. So I could go around and do it. And then at the end of the day, everybody knew I knew who they were. And there was value rather than just showing up in a group with weights and music and some guy barking out orders. I love that. And I, yeah, <laughs> the whole name thing is a different conversation. <laughs> But, but I get it. And it's difficult for people, right? I teach this too, when people tell me that they can't do it. But if we say I'm not good at math or I'm not good at names, it just gives you permission not to even try to get better. Right. But if you, I stuck my hand out in Montana, I don't really remember the exact moment we met. And I might've heard you say your name in the group. But if I walk up, stuck up my hand and said, hey, I'm Dane or trainer Dane, Harvard and myself and you're beyond it. And I don't remember, I could say, excuse me, would you, can you tell me your name again? Or I can repeat it back to you. Like, I'm going, oh, Brianna, it's so nice to meet you. Now I heard it and I said it and I can practice it. And even at the end of the conversation, don't be embarrassed. You say, I'm so sorry. Could you tell me your name again? So that you start to implant it, imprint it in your brain. And it just takes practice like anything else. Yeah. No, I, I was more so talking about the, the nicknames. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm famous for giving people nicknames without asking. So I'm glad that I didn't do that with you. And that I usually apologize. Like, I am so sorry. Like all my kids in my phone, I have three children. They're all adults now. None of them have their first name in my phone. It's some random nickname we gave them as a kid. So for whatever reason. I love it. I, I normally do um, associations. Yes. Um, and I think it might've been after the name game that we did when he yes. made the announcement and everyone's like, and George was like, 
it's Brianna. She prefers Brianna, <laughs> not Brie. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do word association. So if I met you in like a ballroom dance class, I'll put your first name and then I'll put where I knew you. Oh, there you go. But anytime I text you, I'm like, hey, so-and-so like, I had so much fun last night. Here's how I remember you. Kind of like the the pictures, taking pictures and texting yes. them so that you have a fish a physical or visual tangible reminder. Yeah, it takes you back to the moment you met. No, it's perfect. That's a great way to do it. Yes. Cool. So I have a few questions. Okay. Um, can you explain what Camp Gladiator is um, and what you do with your life coaching? Because I think that'll give context before I start just like listing off first, because I know that we know what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I've been in the health and wellness game since 1991 when I worked for my dad, right? So long story short, for the last almost four years, I've been a franchise owner of Camp Gladiator. We're an all-adult group fitness company. Um, think Airbnb, think Uber, in the sense that we don't have any brick and mortar. So we are outside in empty parking lots early and late. For example, I have a in my hometown a camp, because it's Camp Gladiator, a fitness boot camp in a Harley-Davidson dealership parking lot. Nice. And so we always have cover. We always have lights, rain or shine, hot or cold, we're going to meet. Now, we're physically currently, as we record this in nine states, in the next X number of years, four or five years, we'll be in like 40 something states. It's going to go. But because of COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown, we had to flip and we also offer live virtual fitness. And now we're in 50 states and 16 countries. So, and it's all, it's both genders, all sizes, all shapes. There's all kinds of success options for you to succeed. When you get one of us, you get all of us, meaning when you're my camper, somebody assigned to me, I'm your personal trainer, you can then go to any location, any virtual location, any in-person location, anytime at no extra cost. And when you show up and you're from Florida or you're from Denver or you're from Colorado, I'm going to make a big deal like, oh my gosh, is Brianna from, we'll say Washington for you, Washington. She traveled all this way just to be here today. Give it up and give a round of applause. And we, and we love to celebrate. Little things from your first check-in, your first time you show up, your birthday, anniversary, it doesn't matter. But it's going to be fun. We do tons of social events so that you build that relationship. And that's what it's about so that we know that you care. So that's Camp Gladiator that then merges into life coaching, lifestyle wellness coaching, which is really taking the squats and push-ups to the next level. Because anybody with the experience or education I have can teach you how to do a squat and a push-up. But what happens before the squat and the push-up? What happens after the squat and the push-up? What happens when it gets boring? Success is boring. Doing the same thing every day is boring. But what happens when life just punches you in the throat? Do you have the tools and mindset and the why? Like, why do you want to be healthier? Why do you want to, why do you want to find your purpose and passion again? Why do you want to age with awesomeness? Why do you want to do it? And you have somebody to help guide you to do it. So I've designed a bunch of tools to do it, but the idea is you still have to do it. And if you don't have positivity, don't have enough energy, I've got enough for every freaking body. So all you got to do is show up, but you cannot succeed if you don't show up. I cannot do the work for you. No trainer or coach cannot do the work for you. If you're helping them in emails, you can guide them, but they've got to do the work. They've got to tell you at least their vision, even if you're creating their own their content, they've got to tell you. So I want to help you create your vision to create the life you love. That's exactly what I do and why I was put on spur. Beautiful. Cool. So last we talked, you had a very special group of people 
that you like to work with. Yep. Um, who are they and why is it so important? So I wanna empower Gen X women or women of the Gen X generation to live with purpose, passion, get stronger and age with awesomeness. So that's 45 to 60 year old women. And really it starts all the way back when I had a three-year-old little girl. And she asked me about girls in what we were doing. I like rock and roll in general. I love sports. And for me, as a, I was 24 years old then, it was all men, which I didn't even know I was sexist. I just was a guy, right? I didn't have any idea. And she's blonde hair, you know, pale skin, blue eyes. And she's running around. We're singing and dancing in the living room. And she's like, what about girl singers, daddy? I'm like, I have no idea. But I didn't want to just expose her to like, say, a country artist or whatever. It's like, what about powerful women in general? And I also, then when I had, a, had two sons, I'm like, I want Kayla, my daughter, to have the same ability to go experience life. It was super important. The boys shouldn't have an advantage just because they have a penis. I'm just saying. So let's make sure if she wants to be the president, my granddaughter now says she wants to be the president of the United States. I'm like, girl, I will be your campaign manager from the day you say declare. Like, but you got to be 35 and you're eight. So we got a few years to get you ready. Love it. So with that, I want, and now Kayla's in her early thirties. And then I've, I've been blessed in general, women will ask for help and guidance. It's just the way it is. If you do the research and the more I'm in groups that are predominantly women or working with women and they've, by the time they're 45 to 60 married, divorced, kids are gone. They've been built. They've been Brianna's mommy. They've been Mrs. Sexton. Um, they've been at the PTA meetings. They haven't ever missed a ballet recital. They haven't missed a softball game or volleyball game or football game, but now Brianna's not living at home anymore. And what happens is Mrs. Sexton doesn't remember who Julie was. She just doesn't look or feel like she did 20 years ago either, but knows there's a lot of life ahead. And I'm like, girl, I want you to age with awesomeness. You want to start a new business? You want to open an Etsy business? You want to open a coffee shop? You want to freaking open a fix it car repair shop? I don't care. Let's freaking do it. I, you know, because those other things were kind of sexist because they were more for the female, but it doesn't matter to me. You want to go coach Pop Warner football and you don't know how to do it, then let's talk about X's and O's. But go do it. Find your passion, find your purpose, and ultimately live with such power that when you have grandchildren now, you can play with them, you can dance with them, you can dance at their wedding, you can whatever you want to do. I want you to be able to do it without thinking. And my wife and I just had a conversation the other day. It's like, so I'm currently, I'm 54 years old. And people are like, really? It's like, yeah, but I'm a way younger 54-year-old than my dad or granddad just because life has been different for me. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, because of them, it's been different for me. But we don't, you don't really see many people just getting out and climbing. So in my world, Enchanted Rock is about an hour away. It's just this big mouse of rock that people climb. But why aren't the 50-year-olds doing it? Because the world tells them they're not supposed to. Screw that. If you're not healthy enough, let's get you healthy enough to go climb that rock, to walk a mile, to go dance at the dance hall, whatever, shake your booty in your living room. I don't care. But at the end of the day, I'm not afraid to age at all. I know that life is a temporary experience, but I want those women in my life and the leaders of just women tend to lead more, I think, than men do, right? My, your kids go to their mom. My kids go to their mom first before they come to me if they have a question, comment, or concern. So let's make sure that you empower them, right? Instead of looking in the mirror and looking at all your flaws, you're beautifully made. And I did an Instagram, my first Instagram reel recently, and it was a challenge for you to look in the mirror and say, there's only one of me, there'll only ever be one of me, and it makes me pretty damn special. And I guarantee, Brianna, your mom could say that to you 
But the question is, could your mom say that in the mirror to herself? And maybe your mom, I haven't met her, is super powerful and confident, but most of the time I just, when I ask women to do that, they just cry. Well, let's make sure you believe that there really is one of you and only one of you, and it makes you pretty damn special one day at a time and know that it's gonna be a challenge. Know that by the time we've met, you're 45, 50, 55 years old. There's a lot of baggage, a lot of crap that comes along with that, but we can really help change your mindset. I guarantee we can, if you're willing to put in the work and listen and dig in a little deeper. I love it. Yeah, I tell my mom she's pretty cool all the time. Um, <laughs> you should. She probably told you that too, or still does. She does. She does. I actually got my name from her. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, she was Sabrina, like the teenage witch, and oh, okay. I got I got the Brie. I love that. I, you know, and oh, I was told sometime that's the first gift your parents give you, is your name. Yeah. There's. Yeah, the name. I did not like. I did not like. <laughs> I did not like the name Dane as a little boy because you want to be like everybody else. So my dad was Dan, and uh, and I had a bunch of friends named David, and that's what I wanted. And then as I got older, it's like made me kind of different. So even in sports, they usually call you by your last name, mm -hmm. but I was always called by my first name. The only time in my life I wasn't called by my first name is when I was active duty, and that was Airman Boyle, which my last name is Boyle. So that's the only time. Cool. Well, thank you for your service. Um, oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, okay. So empowerment of women, because women are awesome. Um, and we sometimes forget it. I would like to talk about all those first moments, because you mentioned that by the time they get to you, they've experienced a lot, right? So could I, so I mean, interrupt, but so we, Brianna and I had a really good conversation in Montana. I said, part of the reason with the Gen X women too, once you hit 30, most of us don't experience firsts anymore. Before 30, you had your first kiss, your first date, um, your first marriage, your first kid, your first sexual experience, you bought your first home. Then 30 settles in and just, you get up in the morning and you make breakfast and you make lunches and you get the kids on the bus or they forgot their lunch or they didn't get their whatever permission slip signed or whatever it is. And it just becomes kind of mundane. And so what happens is we just kind of go on rote like autopilot. Mm -hmm. So let's experience for life for the first time again. Cool. Um, thank you for, for that. So I want to ask you kind of some fun questions to re-experience some of your first. I mean, I'm ready. Okay. So my first one is what was it like the first day you opened Camp Gladiator or the first day that you stepped into being an entrepreneur? And they are two different times in life, right? So when entrepreneur, I was working, I opened a brand new hospital-based wellness center and I knew pretty quickly that I was stuck in mired in middle management. And although the income potential was pretty good, I just was unhappy. I'm a people person. I don't need to just crunch numbers. And so I was in Miami as the player to be named later, meaning my wife had a conference. She said, I have a hotel room. I've got per diem. Do you want to go? I'm like, I'll go. So I, I take my little Nissan Sentra, which I, you know, and then I'm next to like a Maserati and a Lamborghini in South, in <laughs> Southern Florida. I'm like, man, I'm a, I need to, I need to raise my, my game a little bit. Anyway, so I was sitting at a coffee shop. I'd lost my dad recently. And I'm like, like practically tears running on my face. I need guidance. Like I just was unhappy. I picked my wife up from the conference and I jump out of the car and open the door. She's before she gets in, she goes, man, I haven't seen that big smile. And if, I know you may not be listening, you're listening, but I have a big smile. Don't I, Brianna, I have a big smile, right? 
Yes, because um, I haven't seen that big smile in a long time. Like, get in, I'll tell you why. And she goes, well, I said, I'm going to resign because, you know, when you're the boss, you don't quit. She's like, can we afford it? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't. So was I scared? Yes. Did I call you up and say I could come do physical training at that time in your driveway? Yes. Was I blessed that people said yes? Yes. Super scary because you realize quickly that you're not getting paid every two weeks or on the first and 15th of the month. And just because I'm passionate, just because I'm fired up and just because I get a big smile doesn't mean people are going to do it until you tell them how you're going to help them. So to say it was scary is uh, an understatement. To say it's been a challenge is an understatement. Um, to say things are going much better and I'm getting my word out and people are coming is fantastic. But every day, every month is still a challenge because I think sometimes people scrutinize you even a little bit more as a solopreneur than they do if you're the big box gym or Walmart or Target or whatever. We just go. But we're going to pour our heart and soul directly into it. And nothing wrong with Target and Walmart because they do you know, they provide value to buy stuff. They don't tell you if it's any good. I'm going to see you, hear you, empower you, motivate you. Brianna's going to help you do the same thing through email, through a podcast. But sometimes we're afraid of the charlatans in the world. And I think there are more of us good people, so to speak, than bad people. You just got to find the right people. You and I are the right people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think that the, there's a lot to that, especially with the negative mindset. Because what did they say? It takes like 13 positive reviews for every one negative. Right. And then like other sayings, like you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Right. <laughs> so there's like this big gap between what is positive and what is good in the world and finding that versus all of the negative that seems to exist a dime a dozen. Right. And we tend to dwell, like you said, you dwell on the negative and like, even in my world, whether it's fitness, life coaching, combining the two, which I call lifestyle wellness coaching. So many people have signed up for a gym or a course and they haven't gone or they haven't succeeded. And every time they do that, it just adds up to, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I won't succeed. Why would I spend my money? Why would I invest in that? And then I'm like, yeah, but you never had me. Because in, in the six months we've known each other, have I ever not shown up? Double negatives. No, you have never not shown up. <laughs> I know, right. You hey, we're not doing math up. here. But I've always shown up. And every day, and for 30 years, I'm going to flip and show up. I'm go If you want to text every day, I got text there. I have a whole system. And I, and I send you text every day. It's a wake up of me amazing. Grab your daily dangers. And something positive, something motivational, something also with a challenge to move you. I'm going to show up on days that you don't want to freaking get out of bed. Yep. And then I text you back with me and my puppy and my coffee. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> but if, if you would, if you say it and you say it enough, you see, and you can't, people can't see you right now, but you have a big smile on your face. Yes. And it might seem a little silly. Now my mother-in-law even tells me to wake up and be amazing. So it's funny and she's not on Facebook, but she must hear me say it all the time or the t-shirts I have or whatever, right? Wake up and be amazing. So I get it back to me all the time now, which is a, which is a blessing. I love that. Um, next first, first time you met your wife. Oh, wow. That's funny. So we actually worked at the same hospital together probably 15 years before. We both had been married before. And we were acquaintances. We just hi, you know, when you walk from the cafeteria to wherever. 
Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you the time that ultimately triggered the fact that I asked her on a date and she really said yes, was I had an, uh, some lab, she's a lab tech. So she went and she drew my blood. Actually, that's not true. The doctor's office made a mistake drawing my blood and they took it to her lab and they spun it down and it wasn't what they needed. So she called my work and said, hey, will you come back? You need to redo this. I'm like, sure, whatever. And I was like, man, she's pretty hot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we knew a ton of people and we kind of, I got her digits, you know, by saying, you know, sometime when I go out with so-and-so, you should come hang out with us. And she said, sure. And long story short, I guess when I left, one of her um, friends at the the lab said, hey, what about going out with him? And she's like, no, I've known him forever. No way. And they said, I bet he comes back in the next week and asked you out. And I did. Love it. (laughs) And I did. I didn't know that part till later, right? And uh, long story short, um, again, we got remarried. We've been married a little over six years, been together for eight years. We bought our house together within six months of dating. And uh, life isn't always perfect, but I wouldn't change it. And I tell her all the time that I didn't get remarried to get remarried again. And I pour positive to her. I make her lunch every day. It's one of my love languages to give that. Um, and I always put some sort of note, even as symbols I love. It always says, wake up and be amazing, actually. And then it says something about what we've talked about. And now I get them back when she hands me her lunchbox back. Sometimes there's a, a note back. So it's kind of cute. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. Um, first time holding your kids. What was that like? I just got goosebumps. Seriously. Pretty amazing. So my oldest two children were born in Fairbanks, Alaska when I was active duty. And so a little different than a civilian hospital. Like I got to cut the cord and carry Kayla and Greg to the nursery for the first time, which I'm not sure you can do in a civilian hospital. Um, So I got to hold them when they were still, I'm like seconds old, basically, with tears rolling down my face. It's just, it's so impactful and powerful. Um, I don't think I got to carry, do that with Kevin. That's my youngest one. But at the same time, here's a quick funny story about that. So my mom walks in like right after Kevin is born and he's back in our arms. And she like, it's like 1800. She walks through the saloon, kicks the door open. And it's like, put a bracelet on that baby. Like she wanted to make sure that nobody stole the kid. We still make fun of him, fun of her for doing that. But she wanted to make sure that little boy came home with the right parents. So that probably interrupted our first hold of Kevin but it's a special moment that Kevin just turned 30, yeah, 30, um, that we still talk. And he, of course, he doesn't remember it. He was infant, but so it's very, very special. It's moving. If I'm a man of faith anyway, but I think if you don't believe in a greater being, then I think that's the moment that you discover a greater being. I love that. Yeah. And fun, fun story. My, um, my sister was born on Mother's Day. And so every Mother's Day, we always, um, talk about how she came into the world because in Georgia because we lived in Georgia um they had this breakfast at this resort called the king and prince that's where they do the PGA masters and all that fun stuff um so we go to the mother's day brunch right and so it's me and I think my dad was there at the time before we got stationed in Hawaii um my grandma and my granddaddy and no, I don't think my dad was there, but it was like me and my grandma and my granddaddy. And we're all sitting there waiting for my mom to come. And then we get a call while we're at breakfast or they get a call. Cause I'm like nine months old. Um, <laughs> and they're like, Hey, Brandon is, 
in labor, which is my mom. So my my mom or my sister kind of like came in and she was like, I'm more important than brunch. Uh, <laughs> which is so, true. Tis true. Um, but she she makes that a very important moment. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the reason that the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 95. So, you know. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I was born like the the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. Uh, hey, you know, whatever makes you feel good about yourself. I'm all about supporting you. Even if you're not a Gen X woman, I will support you on your journey to, uh, to awesomeness. How about that? So, that works. <laughs> all right. cool. And then the last one is... Um, we'll focus on on your now marriage yeah what was your thought what was your experience the first day after your wedding so sitting day one next to your new wife experiencing that what was that like so we got married on the beach of port aransas texas and bare feet and linens right um our second marriage being adults obviously we paid for everything and uh a lot of people were leaving early. We spent the week at the beach and uh, Tanya wakes up and I'm drinking beer in the living room. I'm like, I paid for this keg. I'm going to finish this. Anyway, so we sat together on the couch. It was an Airbnb. We had cards and we're like, wow, did we really just do that? Because on our very first date, we said we'd never get married again. Because you bring that baggage, right? Of whatever it was that, and for me, getting divorced felt like ultimate failure. I was a Catholic kid or I'm a Catholic kid. And my grandparents were married like 68 years. My parents were married almost 50 years before my dad died. I just didn't grow up in an environment. I was blessed that I didn't have that. Right. So I didn't even know what to do. So finding somebody that I wanted to share my life with and grow old with, and, you know, was really important. So it was a, it was super special and almost seemed surreal, almost like an out of body experience but I wouldn't change it for the world. It was pretty magical. It's still pretty magical. And we go down to Port Aransas, Texas, probably about every five weeks now, if we can. And we always go by Beach Marker 10 for anybody down in Texas, raise a glass and say cheers to Dane and Tanya, because that's exactly where we got married. So it's pretty, it's pretty special. Oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm a sap though. I'm an, I'm definitely a romantic, even though I tell Tanya, there's no way that I am, but I definitely am. Big part of me, I think, because I want to cherish life and I think it's important. And those are the moments that we remember, you know, and the more special moments or good moments we have, then we don't have to remember and dwell on things that didn't go well. It's true. Um, and I had, a, I had a very similar experience um, with like the divorce process. I'm like, no one in my family does this. Like, uh. um, but it is a blessing and I am taking it for all the lessons that it gave me. There we go. Um, but yeah, I can totally relate to that part. <laughs> um, cool. So a few more questions, because I had so much fun, but I love to end every episode with a few rapid fires. Okay. Um, so my first one is always, 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 what is your favorite cup of love? Is it coffee? Is it tea, water, beer, wine, what have you? I'm definitely a, 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 a coffee and a beer guy. Like those are my, those are my jams, right? So I always create my future self or work on it by making my coffee in the morning. But I would ask you, right, if we're going to get together for a long time, you want to get a cup of coffee, you want to go sit at the bar. And the bar is like a restaurant with a bar in it. Right. And you can sit and there can be sports or whatever. So do I have to, if I have to pick one, it'd probably be coffee first and beer second. 
coffee first, beer second. Have you ever? I'm not usually. Coffee? I'm not usually doing both at the same time. That was going to be my question. Have you ever had like a stout that tastes like coffee, like a beer oh, that tastes like coffee? We, my wife and I love. So we're in Texas, and Real Ale Brewery is in Blanco, Texas, and they make a coffee porter in the winter. So if you can't buy it at the local liquor store or grocery store, it's because we stock up on it big time. So we can even have it in July when it's 102 degrees out. It's just, we like good beer, like craft beer, and we love coffee. And they really did a great job blending them together. So there's my shout out to Real Ale if you're ever in Texas and you can buy, I don't know if, it, if they take it outside of Texas. I have no idea. Beautiful. All right. The second one is what is a book that has changed either your business or your life? Well, that's really good. But I will tell you the book I share the most is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Absolutely. It's about mindset and she drops F-bombs like crazy. So it's what I, I don't ever really do it on my podcast very much, but in real life, I swear. And uh, I love that it was not too frou-frou when she talks about at the beginning. And she has two quotes in the book and I'll, I'll make it PG because they're not really PG in the book. But one, she says, if you're effed up, it's not your fault. If you stay effed up, it's your fault. I love that because it's, it just means that you are now an adult and you have the power and ability to change your stars, which is from a night's tale. That's a whole other conversation. One of my favorite movies. I love Canterbury tales anyway. Um, and then she says that one that I said earlier, if there's only one of you, this net, I probably paraphrase it, but there's only one of you that will ever be one of you and it makes you pretty damn special. So those spoke to me. And so I ask people all the time and I, I'm a reader, big time podcast listener, audiobook listener. I have a huge library. But that one just comes to be the one that I, I share the most with people, for sure. I love it. I think you're you're like the third or fourth person that said that that book has helped them. So shout out to Jen Sincero. <laughs> right? Did you know that book did not come out hardback until later? It was only a, a paperback book and it sold so many copies now. People want it in their library. I love that. I have um, You're Badass at Making Money and she has some of those same concepts that she talks about. The other book I would tell you that I absolutely love that was given to me. So if you work, we work together, you're a champion, not a client. You're a champion of health, wellness, and all things good. That's it. So the happiness equation, um, it's a great book where we read it in our CSS Academy. It's an assignment reading, but we go through it because the idea, how do you be happy? How can you be happy? Be happy first. Instead of getting educated, getting a career, finding happiness, let's create happiness by waking up being amazing. Every day, you have to choose happiness. It really is a conscious choice. So it is a easy read. It is a fantastic book. Beautiful. Happiness. It's a decision, a practice, and a process. Uh, I like that could be a podcast intro all to itself. That's that's my that I'm gonna put that on t-shirt. It's a decision, a practice, and a process. Cause that's well, when you do when you do it, send me the link. I'll be the first one to buy the shirt. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then the last two, um, if you, if today was your last day on this goodness green earth, what would be written on your tombstone? Well, that's a really good one. So I didn't ever think about a legacy till I spoke in Virginia beach one time. And the lady that preceded me in speaking talked about leaving a, a very goal oriented. It's who I've been since I was a little kid. What would be on my tombstone? He woke up to be amazing every single day in order to empower people to turn positivity into possibility. I love it. When were you in Virginia beach? So I didn't live there. Um, my daughter is married to an airman and they were stationed at Langley air force base. And 
long story short, they were there. I got invited to be a guest speaker at an event in Virginia Beach. So it was 2000. As we do this, it's 2021. It was probably 2016 or 17 because Tanya and I, it was Labor Day weekend because Tanya and I stayed to run the rock and roll half marathon at Virginia Beach also. Oh my goodness. We were were literally an hour away from each other. So so it it was an interesting time too, not only to get to speak and there was one woman that story was so sad, tragic at the beginning and the end. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I didn't follow her. (laughs) But I actually reconnected with a former high school classmate who had been following my journey on Facebook because Instagram was still relatively new. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Hey, you're only like X number of minutes from me. And I drove to her house. We ended up working together for almost two years. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Like I didn't know, you don't really know who's looking at your Facebook or Instagram or if they don't tell you, right. We, we use some analytics if it's a business page, but you don't really know. And uh, she helped me create some of the tools actually that I use today. Cause we had such a great close knit, like relationship from back being a kid. I was a military kid, so I don't have friends I've known for 30 years. Right. Right. And she's like, have you thought about this? And we made it some acronyms that I still use. She goes, you're a military dependent. I work for USAA. That's too long. Let's come up with something that's people understand. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's do it. So shout out to Mary Ellen. If you're going to listen to that, when you drop this, I'll make sure I send her the podcast so that she can hear that. I gave Mary Ellen a shout out. Ooh, I love it. That's so funny. We could have met like four years ago, but timing is divine and right in every aspect. Exactly. It would have been pretty cool though, right? Even if it was like the butterfly effect where we made eye contact and we remembered that moment. That would have been, but that's so cool. Yeah. Cause I lived in Virginia beach or around ish area until I left Washington, I left for Washington in 2020. So nifty. All right. Last question. Okay. What does it mean to you? to be unapologetically authentic? That's also, that's a great question too. So after I got divorced, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there, I wandered the earth lost without knowing I was lost. Had a big smile, tried to wake up every day to try to be amazing, right? And uh, my sister lived in North Beach, so in California, San Francisco in the city. Mm-hmm. And I would just, tickets at the time from Austin, Texas were pretty cheap. I'd fly out there, I had a ton of PTO for the job I had. And I would grab my backpack and I would start at a coffee shop and end at a bar like every day. That's kind of just what I did. Right. And I was sitting at the Presidio in the National Cemetery, talking to my dad, talking to God, looking at the Golden Gate Bridge. It's gorgeous. The sequoias are gorgeous. It's super quiet. Um, and I just needed guidance. And whether it was my dad or God or a combination of both, they said, go be bold and amazing the rest of your life and never apologize for being you. Now, they didn't tell me how to do it. They just told me to do it. And I've been trying to chase that for the, the last decade. And that's why Wake Up and Be Amazing and people tease me about my top 10 trainer Danish, trainer Dane rules to live by. They're who I am. You don't have, you don't have to take them. You don't have to listen, but I'm going to show up and be me every day, hat backwards, whatever it is, tennis shoes and flip-flops and cowboy boots are the only three shoes I wear. And that's it. I show up and I run in a kilt and that's what I do. And I can speak sometimes with my kilt and then you're never going to forget me because I'm not in Scotland anyway. Um, so what it means is literally don't apologize. We all want to be loved. I have no problem with that. But at the end of the day, the haters are going to hate. And if you show up as you and you never change, then you're just you. If you're a jerk, be a freaking jerk every day. I made that PG, by the way. But seriously, if you're going to be a butt, be a butt. But if you're going to have high spirit and high energy, just do it every day. 
And then that's what people come to expect. I'd rather know who you are and know what I'm going to get when you walk into the room. I love it. And that's what I want to teach. I'm sorry. That's what I want to teach the ladies too. You know, I don't care. Pull your hair back. No makeup, glasses. So what? I don't care. Want to wear gray sweats all the time? Go ahead. Maybe you can't wear them to work, but if you want to wear, wear your robe at home, go ahead. I don't care. Wear your house slippers to the grocery store. I really don't pass judgment. I don't really care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. Oh, it was, it was so fun. I, I thank you so much. I look forward to building our relationship together, watching your journey grow, watching your smile get even bigger than it already is. So if you haven't seen Brianna, you should see it because it's amazing. It's amazeballs. That's one of my sayings. It's amazeballs. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, this has been another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to find Trainer Dane, you can find him. This is my, my part. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook or Facebook at Trainer Dana. I'm the only one on both platforms. My podcast has turned positivity into possibility, but ultimately just find Instagram or Facebook and that will direct you to exactly where you need to go. And I'd love to connect with you and help you turn positivity into possibility. Beautiful. And with that, remember that unapologetically authentic communications, conversations, business, and life begins and ends with you. Chat soon. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Just a few more things. First, I want to say thanks so much for listening. If this was your cup of tea, please like, rate, and review where you listen to podcasts. And hang on for 24 and a half more seconds because I have an invite for you at the end. I had so much fun today. And if you loved this episode as much as I loved recording it, screenshot it right now. Got it? Cool and share your takeaways with me tag me on instagram at brianna sexton copy if you'd like to learn more about how you can create an email marketing system that consistently lands ready to work with you clients send bring the tea to my email over at hey there at brianna sexton.com that's mine um it'll go straight to me and then we can get that to you or send me a DM at Brianna Sexton Copy with the words, bring the tea. All right, and here's my invitation. I would love to have you as a guest on my show. And if you have a story that you'd like to share at my tea table as a guest on the show, send home to my email. Again, it's hey there at briannasexton.com or DM me the word home on Instagram at Brianna Sexton Copy so that we can get you all set up. I would love to have you and have tea and chat and all the things. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Go and implement your new bit of magic into the world. And remember, unapologetically authentic business and life begins and ends with you. Chat soon.